And good evening, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Marriage and Family Clinic. Hello, radio listeners in the Hampton Roads area. I want to welcome you to this March 30, March 3rd, excuse me, 2020 episode of Marriage and Family Clinic. Where you're listening by radio or by internet, whether you're listening on WGPL or WPCE, or whether you're listening in the morning or in the evening, I'm glad you've tuned in to be with us here. We're here to break down, discuss, and offer insight into relationship dynamics with the hope of helping you repair, enhance, grow, and perfect your marriage and family relationships. Now we're still in the series on men's issues, and this is our third installment on the subject of men and pornography. Our third installment on the subject of men and pornography. Yes, this is week number three on that particular subject. And the fact that this is our third week talking about men and pornography should give you an idea of just how important this particular subject is. Men and pornography is an issue, period. Let me say that again. Men and pornography is an issue, period. That's all there is to it. And you'd be surprised to find out where the problem actually exists, where the difficulty actually lives. It's in pulpits, it's in choir stands, it's on deacon boards, it's on usher boards, it's in the men's department. Men, there are a lot of men who have issues with pornography and we're trying to tackle that particular issue because it definitely impacts our relationships. And if you find that pornography is negatively impacting and influencing your relationships, and if you're a man who finds pornography at the root of his issues, if you find pornography interfering with your quality of life, then you must get help before pornography ruins your life altogether and could very well ruin the lives of those close to you, your loved ones. If you're involved in pornography, what I call the stuck in pornography phase, and I'm going to talk about that in just a moment, but if you're in the stuck on pornography phase, you have to ask yourself the question, am I willing to risk it all? Am I willing to risk immeasurable pain to my loved ones just to satisfy my irrational habit? And now I tried to state that just as soft as I can. However, there's no softer way to say it. Pornography, like many other bad habits, is an irrational habit and pornography is an inappropriate way to fulfill whatever needs a man has or whatever needs a man think he has. Pornography is an inappropriate way of getting those needs filled. I need you to hear me now. Ask yourself, ask yourself seriously. Have guts enough to look in the mirror and ask the one that you see in the mirror, are you willing to risk it all? just to satisfy your irrational habits? Are you willing to risk it all? Are you willing to bust up your family, lose your job, uh, cause immeasurable, unimaginable pain to your wife, to your children, to your loved ones, suffer the embarrassment and humiliation uh, from public display? Are you willing to risk it all 
on this irrational habit that will only sink you deeper and deeper into despair, into fear, and into shame. That's what pornography does. It will sink you deep into despair, into fear, and into shame. Because pornography is nothing more than the enemy's trick to keep you defeated and gain control of your soul. I hope you remember that from last week. Now, I do want to restate just a few things also from last week uh, and the week before, just to recap and summarize for us. Number one, pornography is viewing, reading, or listening to the actual depiction, portrayal, or engaging in sexual activity for sexual arousal. So if you're looking at magazines, you're watching videos, you're listening to people have sex, you're watching uh, rated X movies, you're uh, uh, looking at uh, pornographic or, or sexually explicit magazines, all of that is pornography. All of that is pornography. Number two. Pornography is an inappropriate way of fulfilling emotional and or sexual needs. And many men feel like that they have some emotional need that they can't tap into or they have some unidentified need. All they know is they feel somewhat better about that need when they engage in pornography. But I want to tell you, the second point tonight, pornography is an inappropriate way of fulfilling emotional, sexual, or any other need that you think pornography fulfills. And I am fully confident in calling it inappropriate. And you know as well as I do, pornography is inappropriate for the simple reason you hide when you do it. You sneak to do it. You don't hide and sneak to do anything that is appropriate. You hide and sneak to do things that are inappropriate. And pornography is inappropriate. Third point I want to mention tonight. Uh, as a man, you are targeted and spiritual forces seek to gain control of your soul. And that's so important. That, that's the most important thing to realize here. You are targeted as a man and there are spiritual forces that are marshaled together who seek to overtake and control your soul. And that's why when you get into pornography, it is so difficult to get out of it because there's a stronghold there and there are spiritual enemies that have a grab that have grabbed a hold of your soul. And the fourth point I want to restate tonight from the last couple of weeks is pornography is a weapon that spiritual enemies use to gain control of your soul. Pornography is a weapon that spiritual enemies use to gain control of your soul. So you see there, there's a lot going on in the soulish realm. There's a lot going on in our mind, in our will, with our emotions. And that's where the strength of pornography is. It's in the soulish realm. And there are spiritual enemies that want to grab a hold to your soul. And when they get a hold of it, they're not going to let go easily. It's going to take more than just a two-minute prayer to get them to let go. All right. You need to know all of this. You need to understand all of this because if you're a man who's in the stuck on pornography phase, you can be encouraged today because you can be freed up.
And I said, stuck on the pornography phase, stuck on pornography phase. It's a phase you go through. And I have to call it a phase because you can be free. It's not permanent. It does not have to be permanent. You don't have to despair, be discouraged, be depressed over it. You can come out. We're going to talk about how to get out on tonight. And the things that I'm sharing with you, uh, the information that I'm sharing with you, all that I'm giving to you, it can play a critical role in how you form your strategy to be free of this bondage. And there's nothing better to call it than bondage because that's exactly what it is. It has you wrapped up, tied up, and tangled up. Your hands might as well be chained behind your back because that's how helpless you feel sometimes. And I know you feel helpless. I know you feel afraid. You feel Feel the shame of it all. But I'm telling you, you can be free. Know that you don't have to remain in the stuck on pornography phase. You can be free of that shame, free of that fear and bondage, free of all that pornography shackles you in. But it's going to take, it's going to require your focused and faithful effort. You're going to have to focus in some consistent and faithful effort in order to get free here. All right. So, uh, and, and I want to throw this out to you. I don't know if I mentioned this last week or not, but uh, one of the other ways that some men get into pornography, uh, uh, some men get into it, they're into pornography now as men, and they started as children. Young boys who view pornography, whether it's in a magazine or a video, uh, they're going to experience some real strong, heavy visual stimulation. And that real strong, heavy visual stimulation, uh, uh, for some boys, it unlocks some emotions. And as we said last week, it unlocks some hormones that, that run through their being, run through their mind, run through their, their, uh, 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 emotions and and it really gets a hold of them uh that stimulation makes them want to go back and do it again and they'll go back and do it again and it'll release all that again so they go back to recover that and it releases that again and before you know it that young boy who started out just being curious looking in a magazine is now in the stuck on pornography phase and he can't seem to break free They'll keep doing it until they get unstuck. But I'm here to tell you now that no matter how long you've been in it, you can definitely get unstuck. All right. So I want to go into how to get out of pornography tonight. Uh, whoever you are, whoever you are, this is not to condemn you. This is not to make anybody feel bad. And I'm glad we're, we're talking to you on audio, on the radio or podcast today or tonight, whenever you're listening. Guess what? Nobody can see your face. Nobody knows that I'm talking to you, but you, the Lord and the devil. Nobody knows that I'm talking to you, but you, the Lord and the devil. I know you want to be free. I know the Lord wants you free. Guess what? That only leaves a devilish spiritual enemy who wants you to remain bound and in bondage to pornography. But I'm coming to help you with your strategy to break free from pornography. Okay, I gave you the first step last week, and that step was to properly identify yourself. Properly identify yourself. In short, 
You are not what you did, and you are not what happened to you. You are not what you did, and you are not what happened to you. What do I mean by that? Well, oftentimes we have a way of assuming the identity of something that happened to us, whether it was molestation or, or whether it was uh, uh, some sort of abuse, abandonment or rejection. Something happened to us. Something terrible happened to us. But we have a way oftentimes of assuming an identity that's based on what happened to us. Whatever that was, whether it happened to us or whether it was something we did, sometimes not only does do those things happen to us, but we perpetrate those things on others. Whether it happened to us or whether it's something we did caused to happen to someone else, whatever that thing was, it left a hole in our souls. And that hole in your soul, man, that hole in your soul uh, requires certain emotional pacification and correcting in order to heal. You need emotional healing. This is a real and a valid emotional need that you have. However, the problem is men believe that the good feeling they get from engaging in pornography is an acceptable means of pacifying that emotional need that's real. So they view, men view engaging in pornography as a real, a real means to fulfill a real need. The need is real, but pornography is unreal. That's a lie. The truth is pornography is a lot of things, but it is not an acceptable means of pacifying any emotional void. You can't fill an emotional void with uh, uh, pornography. If you could, you would have done it by now. It would have worked by now, but the more you do it, the more it draws you back into it. And as I said a few moments ago, pornography is a tool that spiritual enemies use to gain control of your soul. So the more you go back to it, the more you engage in it, the more you do it, the stronger the hold the enemy gets on your soul and the more difficult it's going to be for you to come out. But you can come out. And the first step is to realize your identity. When you're in the stuck on pornography phase, you go through a vicious circle and it goes something like this. The man has a hold requiring emotional fulfillment. He engages in pornography because he gets a temporary good feeling and he looks to that good feeling to fill the hole. Pornography feels good and the good feeling pulls him back to it. He knows it's inappropriate, but he's unable to stop. He begins to experience problems in his relationship. The emotional need grows even that much stronger. It rises again. So again, he turns to pornography. He feels good temporarily, but knows it's inappropriate. Problems continue and get more serious, but he's unable to stop. And the beat goes on and on and on and on. He goes through this for so long that he becomes convinced that he and pornography are one in the same. He assumes an identity closely associated with his habit. Can you get a visual here? So the first step into getting out of this thing is to drive home the truth that you are not what happened to you. You are not what you did and you can be free. The second step, you're going to have to do a deep dive into your soul to get at what motivates you. Let me say that again. You're going to have to do a deep dive into your soul 
to determine what motivates you. Deep dive, you know, that, that's a military phrase that uh, we use. Folks who work around the military, you'll, you'll get where I'm coming from there. Deep dive simply means do an exhaustive search or do exhaustive research for something. We usually do a deep dive for documents or a deep dive in an investigation or something like that. And when it's time to do some serious research, especially when it comes to uh, uh, checking on records or, or, like I said, in investigation, we call that a deep dive. So doing a deep dive into your soul to get at what motivates you, that means getting the right help to seriously honestly, zealously, and any other adverb you can add on to it, do to, to get with the right help and search deep in your soul to discover the origin of the hole in your soul. That hole originated somewhere. You got to get the right help and do this deep dive into your soul to find out what's motivating you. Now, when I say the right help, Oftentimes, that means a professional counselor or therapist. And I don't want to offend anyone, and, and that's why I'm so glad we can't see one another's face and nobody can see your face. But I'm telling you that there comes a time when we have to get past the stigma of going to a therapist. We have to get past feeling weak uh, uh, because we're even considering going to a therapist. The help you need just may be a professional counselor or therapist. Someone rubbing you on the back, stroking you, telling you everything is going to be all right. That has not helped you yet, has it not? That has not performed the job that you needed to. So you're going to have to think seriously about a professional counselor or a therapist. And that's the way that you can do that deep dive. That counselor, that therapist, they'll be the one who's able to help you systematically and methodically approach your issue and deal with and, and uncover what's going on inside of you. That's what you need. Someone to help you uncover what's going on inside of you. They can help you figure out what makes you tick. What's your motivation? You don't need to read another book to get more information. You have enough information. You don't need to put any more information inside of you. You have, you need someone to help you get the information that's in you already out of you so that it can do you some good. When I talk about motivation, I'm talking about this internal driving force. Motivation is unseen. It's unheard. And oftentimes it's indescribable. You just know something is pushing you. You know something is telling you, go get it. You don't understand it. You can't put your finger on it. <clears throat> you don't know where it's coming from, but you know that it's pushing you. Something is motivating you or pushing you to feel that hole that's in your soul. Something is letting you know you need it, you need it, you need it, you need it. And filling that hole will become your number one need. And that's why you devote so much time and effort to pornography. You're trying your best to feel a need. You're struggling to feel the hole left in your heart by what happened to you or even what you did. And believe me, that can be a lifelong, unending, unfulfilling, traumatic journey if you don't do this deep dive into your soul.
You need to do this deep dive to find the origin of the hole that's in your soul so that you can get on with the business of accepting it, processing it, getting healed from it. You need to do this deep dive in your soul. Get the help you need, be it a therapist, a counselor, a pastor, whatever the case may be. Get that one that you need to help you get to the origin of that hole in your soul so you can acknowledge it, admit it, confess it, forgive others, ask for forgiveness, do whatever it is you got to do to deal with it. You got to do this kind of work in order to get to the bottom of what's going on with you. Until you do this kind of work, you will continue to try to satisfy a real need with a false means. Now, let's do a quick summary. Breaking free of front Breaking free of pornography requires, number one, realizing your identity. Number two, doing a deep dive into your soul to find the origin of the hole left there. The next step, step number three, you need to get an accountability partner. You need to get an accountability partner. An accountability partner is a man who will come alongside you and walk with you through this phase of your life. It's a phase. Accountability partner is a man who will come alongside you and walk through this phase with you. And let me be perfectly clear here. The best accountability partner for a man is another man, not a woman. Your accountability partner should not be a woman. An accountability partner is a man with whom you can share deep, personal, inner feelings and experiences with. You, 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 you're going to have some serious now. Uh, believe me, you're going to have some serious and, and honest conversations with your accountability partner. And because you're having these serious and these honest conversations, you're receiving one another, you're, 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 you're talking with one another, you're pouring your heart out. This automatically sets the stage for an exchange of emotions. And this is the reason your accountability partner is a man and not a woman. Male-female relationships require much, much, much caution, especially when a male is going through a particular phase, such as the stuck-on-pornography phase. He's already in emotional turmoil, and entering a relationship with a woman, trying to call it platonic, where there is bound to be an emotional exchanges, that's only going to complicate matters more than necessary. Simply put, there's a serious danger when men and women begin to exchange emotions. And that's where a lot of men get into problems with male and female relationships. They start exchanging emotions. And when you exchange emotions, bonding is automatic. So it's going to require some serious structuring. This accountability partner is a man, and you've got to have some serious structuring here. Your accountability partner must be a man. An accountability partner is a man who will have unconditional positive regard for you. That means they are not in the relationship with you to judge you, condemn you, or to even make sure they correct you. Unconditional positive regard means that that man understands how to relate to you, first of all, because he knows what it took for God to relate to him through somebody else. He knows that God had to send someone into his life to accept him just like he was without looking down on him in disgust.
The right accountability partner will relate to you in a way that lets you know you don't have to work to meet his standards or to please him. It's all about walking with you while you find your place in God. Let me describe an accountability partner from the Bible. Listen to it from Galatians 5, 1 through 3. Galatians 5th chapter, verses 1 through 3 from the Message Bible reads, Live creatively, friends. If someone falls into sin, forgivingly restore him, saving your critical comments for yourself. You might be needing forgiveness before the day's out. Stoop down and reach out to those who are oppressed. Share their burdens and so complete Christ's law. If you think you're too good for that, you are badly deceived. Here's the truth of the matter. For people in troubled phases of life, pornography phase or any other phase, for people in troubled phases of life, the Bible prescribes accountability partners. That's what it's saying. The Bible prescribes accountability partners. And if you think you're beyond reaching down and helping someone up, you're sadly deceived. If you think that you're beyond needing help yourself, oh, you're going to have your feelings hurt sooner or later. Here's something you need to understand, though. Unconditional positive regard does not mean there is room or uh, there is not room for the truth and honesty. I'm not saying that. Unconditional positive regard means that in spite of truth and honesty, you still mean something to me. The power of the accountability relationship is just that, truth and honesty. You have to allow your accountability partner the latitude to call you on your stuff. You have to have the confidence that you can open up and be honest. You have to be honest enough with yourself to know that disagreeing with you is not a bad thing. It's just a thing. You may make a statement. And if it's not the right statement, if it's not true, if there are other options, your accountability partner is not wrong, is not dogging you out because they point out another truth, because they point out other options. You need that reciprocating communication. So disagreeing with you is not a bad thing. It's just a thing. And good, honest communication will often find itself disagreeing with you. You have to be honest enough with yourself to know that if you are dishonest or if you lie or if you stay in denial or if you make excuses for your inappropriate behavior, you only hurt yourself. And that goes back to the question I asked in the beginning. Is it worth throwing your whole life away? Is it worth it? To, rem to continue lying, to remain in denial, to keep on making excuses for, well, I can handle it. You can't handle it. You know it's inappropriate. That's why you sneak. That's why you hide it. But you cannot stop it as much as you try. So come on out of denial. I heard a wise man say, denial, that's more than a river in Egypt. You only hurt yourself. Another thing required for the accountability relationship to work is commitment to the relationship and the work that's required to make it work. You don't just say, I have an accountability partner and you talk every now and then. You've got to put time in it. You've got to put effort in it, quality time and effort. No matter how hard the journey seems, you must stay the course. 
your accountability partner should not be physically or geographically located in a location that you cannot easily access him. In other words, you can't live in Virginia and your accountability partner lives in California. You can't live in, in Virginia and your accountability partners in Texas or Florida or Georgia, whatever the case may be. You need to have access. You need that access because the two of you, you, you must physically be available to each other. You've got to get together regularly. You must be committed to getting together regularly. That's what accountability is all about. Now, let's summarize what we've gone over here. Step one. You're going to get out of pornography. Step one, identity. You are not what you did and you are not what happened to you. Step two, do a deep dive into your soul to figure out your motivation. Step three, get an accountability partner. And I'll save the most important step for last. Step four, establish or renew your faith. You struggle in this stuck on pornography phase because you can't control your urges or the impulse to satisfy the lust of your flesh. And you won't be able to beat this thing by yourself. You need divine help. And I want you to know that the Spirit of God specializes in helping us out. He walks through us through the troubled waters of life. It's your relationship with God that's going to reveal your true identity to you and open your eyes to the truth that this bondage is not God's desire for you. Let there be no doubt about it. Pornography is sin. You may have been deceived into it, but it's a sin nonetheless. And the very first thing you got to do with sin is repent. And repent means to turn away from certain behaviors and recognizing how offensive pornography is to God and how offensive it is to your wife and your children. That'll help you make up your mind to turn away from it. Repentance also requires you to call the behavior just what it is. It is sinful, nasty, offensive to God, inappropriate way to fulfill my need. But the Holy Spirit will help you and God will forgive you when you repent. Don't worry about it. He will forgive you. Don't worry if you don't feel forgiven. He will forgive you. It's not in the feeling. It's in your faith in what God said. God's forgiveness is not based on how we feel. He said he will forgive. And faith means we trust his word. Get forgiven. Ask for forgiveness. Believe he forgives. And then begin to walk in the newness of life. Hey, listen, I'm out of time today. I'm so glad you've joined us on this episode of Marriage and Family Clinic. We've been talking about men and pornography. If you want to hear this episode or any previous episode, just uh, look me up on iTunes or any podcast app. Look for C.D. Hodges and you'll find me there. Tune in with us. You'll find us there. So until next week, God bless you. And remember, you can't have peace until you surrender your life to the Prince of Peace. God bless you. We're out.